All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. <laughs> it was hot. It was really quite something. <laughs> Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Oldplayground.net has been our favorite place to meet kinky, like-minded, sexy people for a while now. And in case you guys hadn't heard yet, All Playground is doing something completely new with us from Port Swingers. We are getting on the road in All Playground's tour bus very shortly. We're going to be putting up all sorts of content from our travels, speaking with some of the most interesting people in all things non-monogamy and sex positivity in general. And you're going to find all of that content content at altplayground.net. Just another reason to hop on and check out the most modern and inclusive lifestyle site out there. So we hope you'll give it a try. Not only can you see that content, but you can connect with like-minded people. You can check out sex positive podcasts and jump on communities like ours called Front Porch Swingers, which is coming up on 900 members. It's such a fun place to be, especially during this time. It's a, it's a crazy time in our world. And sometimes you just need that sexy escape. And Alt Playground is definitely the place to do that. So we hope to see you there at altplayground.net. So hello, Brian. Hi. Things are, <laughs> things are a little weird. Things are very weird. Sitting in this, sitting in our studio for the last time, recording in this studio and in our home for the last time. Yes. The next time you hear from Port Swingers, we will be not in Montana, not in our home, nope. uh, not 100% sure where exactly. Probably Tennessee. Probably Tennessee. I think somewhere between Nashville and Knoxville, probably. Yeah. So that'll be fun and interesting. It's weird to think about. I think every single episode of From Port Swingers up to this point has been recorded here. Am I incorrect? No, every single one. Yeah. Every single We've one. never done anything like on, on site. I mean, obviously, we've done like Zoom recordings and stuff, but sure. everything else has been done in this exact room in our home. Yep. The studio's changed a number of times, gone through some transitions. but So many. Brian was <laughs> obsessive about making this studio perfect, which I appreciate, but still, it probably had seven or eight different transitions <laughs> probably. before we got to where we're at now. Probably. So it's kind of sad to be leaving it. It is. It is a little sad, actually. I think it's the room that I'll miss the most, uh, maybe outside of our bedroom. But this one I'll miss uh, <laughs> miss second most, probably. Yeah. So we are, we're getting very close. Lots going on in our worlds to prepare for getting on the road. Yeah. These next two days are going to really be like make it or break it. Crunch time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Either we're going to really flourish in these next two days or we're going to kill one another. It could very well happen. It can go either way. Place your bets. <laughs> Over or under on who wins, too. Yeah, yeah. over or under on who gets stabbed in the middle of the night in their sleep. Oh, God, don't say that. It's going to, yeah, it could go either way. Uh, But I think think we're in a good spot. I uh, no longer am uh, employed for anyone else. You are my new boss. Yeah, and you're my new boss. Which is quite nice. We already said we have to set some HR protocols. Like, I want to be able to touch your penis during a work day and not get sued. So we got to figure that shit out. I will, I'll I'll consult HR and see where they stand. (laughs) You said you have to consult your attorney. I'm like, yeah. good luck. Oh, yeah. Good consult, luck with that. Consult my attorney, which, you know, of course, we won't have one anymore in our town because we're leaving. <laughs> Got that retainer back already. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I have yeah. to find a new one. Good luck. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to be fun. We are really gearing up. We have uh, still a couple of weeks of travel before the 
real party starts, I think, for us on the on the bus. But uh, it's going to be a good time. It will be kind of it's kind of bittersweet leaving. We got a, a lot of memories here, so it'll be uh, it'll be a little difficult to begin with. But yeah, I think it's the people I'm sad about leaving. Like the town for itself sure. is great, but I'm ready for a new town and new oh, yeah, experiences. Sure. It's the people that I'm really just meh. I've cried a couple times this week. Yeah, well, we've been saying goodbye to people that we've now grown close to over the course of the last three years. Yeah, you know, not just our lifestyle friends either, like people that I work with and interact with and that we interact with at the places that we frequent. And, uh, you know, it's really kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting when you see the look on their faces when you're like, yeah, this is the last time we're going to see you for a long time. And they're like, oh, why? Because we're going to go do something awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. And then they get really excited when you tell them what we're, we tell them what we're doing. So that's kind of fun too. Everyone does. Everyone, yeah. everyone has the exact same reaction. I'm jealous. That's yeah. the response. Oh, I wish I could do that. I'd love yeah. to do something like that. Yeah. Which is reassuring considering what we're doing for us is unprecedented and it's new. Uh, so it's fucking terrifying. Awesome and terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's kind of like bungee jumping, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, especially if you can't see the bottom, <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's going to be uh, gonna be a good time. So what was really funny is this week I ha- we had a lot of people reaching out who listen to the show and know we're leaving and they're like, are you going to finally hit on the hot tatted lady that used to be, that used to come into your work all the time? Yeah. If you guys don't remember, there was like three episodes where I talked about this woman because I was kind of obsessed with her. She was so beautiful and she just had this aura about her of just like sex appeal yeah. and I wanted her, but she would come into my work. <laughs> So I just couldn't, I couldn't validate doing that. I just felt like it was so unprofessional. But it's really funny that so many people have been reaching out like, Brenna, you need to shoot your shot before you leave Montana. If I could get a hold of this woman, trust me, I would. Yeah, I I don't blame you. But interestingly enough, what we'll talk, what we're going to be talking about today is kind of similar, kind of similar situation. Kind of. Yeah, it's interesting. For sure. There are some interesting components to today's story. I think there's a lot of interesting components. Oh, no question. But the, the one that relates to your job the most, it, to me, is the most interesting. Yeah, so I find that interesting. We'll get to that very shortly. First, of course, we need to do Single Guy Tip of the Week. And I'm excited to talk about this one because I think it's very relevant. And I'm spending a lot of time on our BDSM site right now because I think one of the things I've decided about the rest of our journey as we kind of get on the road and stuff is I really want to explore that part of my sexuality and and my interests because I've done a lot of the primal play with you, with Clint, but I haven't really gotten to tap into the other activities that I really thoroughly enjoy, like impact play and breast and nipple torture and all of these things that I'm sure people are cringing as I say right now. Trust me, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we're definitely going to, I think, we're going to test the waters in a lot of different areas as we have as the opportunities present themselves, obviously. And as for single guy tip of the week, because we have changed our profiles, I think, pretty much on all of our platforms, right? to Nashville at this point, because that's the first city we're headed to. Things have gotten really interesting. Talk about ramping up. What have you gotten, like 50 friend requests in the last two days? Uh, I've gotten like 30 friend requests and probably closer to 50 messages. Yeah. It's crazy. And of course, it's all guys. There was one couple that reached out, but for the most part, it's guys, single or not, eh, you be the judge. (laughs) I'm going to say a lot of them, probably not. But a lot of them have been really thoughtful and awesome. And there's one that's like a, he's a tantric coach. Oh, that's I really want to meet him. I would be so interested, if nothing else, just to talk to him. Right. What a cool fucking 
fucking job. Yeah. But there's also been some people who don't know what the fuck a BDSM site is for. Yeah, there's some cringeworthy shit out there. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, I, and as we talked about earlier, which and we'll get into this as, of course, single guy tip of the week. I, I think guys a lot of times think that somehow, I don't know why. Well, it just lends itself to a lack of awareness. They think that they're going to get on a BDSM site or, or a kink site and that it's going to be easier for them to be successful with finding partners when, in fact, it's going to be much more difficult. For sure. And I don't think they get that. No, they don't. I think that they think that sex and BDSM are synonymous, which there are not. There are so many people that are on this site that scene with people, you know, they'll go and do an impact scene or they'll do some sort of a high protocol disciplinary scene, but they're not going to finish that scene with sex. Right. And so I think that's one thing that people need to learn. I think the other thing is... I do get the sense that there are a lot of people on that site who want to explore the world of kink, but they just haven't up to this point. And yet they don't say that on their profile, right? They're not like new to this world and really trying to find my way. They're not doing that. They're listing themselves as a dom or as someone who has a lot of experience. And then when you actually start talking to them, you realize so quickly that they have no idea what they're talking about. Well, which brings us to single guy tip of the week this week. (laughs) So there was one guy in particular that reached out and we kind of chatted back and forth a little bit on the site and he seemed really nice. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm kinky and I uh, have a lot of varied interests and I'd love to speak to you about them. And I said, okay, sure. So I give him my kick in. Info. We start talking on kick, and of course, he has no none of his kinks listed on his BDSM page, which is a red flag already, because right. you can list on there all the things you're interested in. Yeah, you have in. a lot of options. And so I ask him, one of the first messages is like, explain to me what your kinks are. He gives the most vanilla answers you could possibly imagine. Well, I'm really into oral, especially like cock wor- worshiping. I love sucking on nipples. I'm like, okay, so in other words, you are an incredibly vanilla person who thinks that you're going to jump on this site and find a bunch of slutty people that are just going to give it to you. Yeah, listen, I'm into both of those things. That's awesome. But that is not, that's not what this site is about. Right. And I think single guy tip of the week is fish in the right pond, right? If you are a vanilla person... Don't get on a kink site, okay? Have enough self-awareness to understand that there are a lot of sites out there, a lot of them geared specifically towards people with more vanilla interests, and those are the places you should be searching. Yeah, you want to align yourself with people with whom you have the greatest possibility of success. If you're someone who isn't in the kink space or, or in the BDSM space, the last place you want to find yourself is on a BDSM slash kink site because you're going to get eviscerated. You're going to be found out very quickly. Right. You know, as soon as you start communicating with someone who has a higher level of knowledge, you're going to be you're going to be found out. You're going to be caught. Yeah. And then really, you become a person who, especially if you're in a smaller place like we are, this happens to us a lot or happened to you a lot here. You're going to get found out and other people are going to chat because there are lots of groups. And in smaller towns, you, you run into the same people in these groups. They're going to know who you are and you're just not going to be accepted and you're going to wind up wasting your time and everybody else's. Yeah. So then if you want to explore in the world of kink and you actually want to do it the right way, find a mentor and learn and read, you're going to have limited possibilities. Yeah. People are not going to take you seriously. Even in a place like Nashville, it's like, just don't make a fool out of yourself. Even if you're not going to be found out because it's a giant city, like don't make a fool of yourself even to a, a stranger digitally, which is exactly what he did. Now, I will say... 
I gave this guy so much fucking credence, okay? I was so respectful with my response back. I didn't go, oh, you vanilla fucker or anything like that, right? I just said, unfortunately, I don't think that we're our interests align and I don't think we're a good fit, but thank you very much for reaching out and I hope you have a great day. He sends back this litany of blasting horrible venomous messages i mean everything from i'm fake like my profile is not even real then he goes on to tell me that my pictures are gross and the only reason he reached out to me is because i look like a desperate bitch i was like oh this is so sad for you yeah it's unfortunate because when you get to that point it's like that's just frustration talking and this is. is probably the hundredth time this has happened to him and he's simply not learning time after time. Like he has not learned from his mistakes. Yeah, he's not taking a, a look into him. You know, like an introspective look, going, okay, maybe I'm screwing something up here. I'm, something's not working on my end. He's just lashing out because what choice does he have? Right, it can't be his fault. Right, you know, which is kind of ridiculous and it's childish. And if you're serious about getting into this space, if you're serious about playing in the world of ethical non-monogamy, nonetheless, BDSM and kink. You need to be a lot more considerate, a lot more thoughtful, a lot more aware, particularly of who it is that you're communicating with and the people you're communicating with. Otherwise, you're just wasting everybody's time. And then, of course, this happens, right? He's got to lash out. He's got to, you know, just be an idiot. He, of course, is making himself feel bad. Eventually, he's just going to think to himself, wow, that was really stupid. I know. What wasted energy. Yeah. I mean, you're just burning calories for no reason. And he's not, and chances are he's not going to adjust at all. He's not going to get off of the site. He's not going to readjust his his bio. He's just going to kind of roll with it and think that this is a, it's a numbers game. If I throw enough lines out there, I'm sure to catch something. And that's just a terrible way to look at this. It's, it's not a good plan. Yeah. I will also say I used to get really pissed when things like this would happen. Like when I would reject someone and they would fire back insults and try to make me feel bad. Now I'm at the point that I just feel so bad for them because it's like you just are so lacking in any sort of mental or emotional maturity. And I feel horrible for people that are in that position because I don't think that there's a lot they can do to fix it. Well, it's also not really a rejection, right? You guys aren't compatible. I'm not, you're not rejecting the guy. You're just making clear, listen, before we even get started, we're not a match. You know, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Round peg, square hole. This isn't going to work. Right. So that, it's not even a rejection piece. It's just one of those guys who can't handle the criticism. And because he's probably faced this a number of times, it's just becoming overwhelming for him. So single guy tip of the week, fish in the right pond. Yeah. <laughs> you know, find the people that you're more aligned with sexually. Figure out, first of all, figure out where you need to be. And, and find that space and find those people, you're going to have a lot more success. But don't put yourself in a position to end up like this guy. That, that just doesn't work for anybody. For sure. Yeah. yeah no Completely doubt. agreed. So anyway, yeah. we have quite the story to get to today. But before we do, we mentioned last week that we have a brand new partner of the podcast that we are so excited is on board with us. And that is Manscaped. Their Lawnmower 3.0 is a grooming tool that Brian uses on almost a daily basis at this point. And uh, you want to tell us why? I use all of the Manscaped products at this point that uh, I, they have provided us because they are just awesome. Yeah, you know, shaving my balls for all my adult life anyway with a regular razor. Not always the best way to go. You're going to make a mistake. Things are going to get a little crazy. You'll get a little hairy, no pun intended. This product is amazing. I now only use this exclusively. No issues, no snagging, no nothing. It's baby smooth everywhere. I use the ball wipes. They're amazing. They just feel nice. 
The lotions are awesome. Highly recommend everything Manscaped has to offer. It's my go-to for grooming. Absolutely. I also will say as a woman, I sometimes don't like the smell of male products, right? They're a little too musky for my taste. I love the smell of all of the products you've been using from Manscaped. Their ball toner, for example, smells so good. You could just rub it all over your face. It's not meant for that, but you totally could and I'd be happy with it. Well, chances are you're going to get some on your face anyway. (laughs) It's very true. So the nice smell is much appreciated. There are so many amazing products from Manscaped and you can check all of them out at manscaped.com. If you use our promo code, which is swingers, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-S, at checkout, you are going to receive 20% off of your order and free shipping. What a deal. So it's the perfect time to uh, get your grooming routine under control as we go into a new year. And we think you should absolutely do it with Manscaped products. Absolutely. Once again, code swingers at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. So today's story is an interesting one for a couple of different reasons. The first one is that this is somebody I have known for a couple of years now in a professional setting. Yes, this is, again, someone you met through your job. Yes. In a completely vanilla kind of atmosphere, obviously. There was never any sexual overtones going on at all. Right, right. So basically what would happen is this guy would come in and it was obvious he was flirting with me. He's very kind of flirtatious, friendly, gregarious person. But obviously I'm wearing a ring and I'm at my job. So I think both of us were like, even though it was obvious he was flirting with me, it felt pretty off limits. You know what I mean? And so... He swiped on me on one of the sites and then reached out to me because he had my phone number because I had texted him a bunch of photos of products at one point. And so he reached out and was like, hey, I hope this isn't weird, but I just saw you on this site. And, you know, I don't know if it's unprofessional for me to be reaching out considering we met through your job, but I just wanted you to know that I swiped on you so you weren't surprised. And I wrote back and was like, hey, I really appreciate that. But, you know, unfortunately, it feels a little too close to home. This is when I was still working at my last place of business, right? right? So to me, it was like, I just can't go there. That's always been one of my rules. You don't date coworkers. You don't date clients. That's just a bad plan. You don't fuck coworkers or clients. No, that's a bad look. That that doesn't ever work out well. Yeah, very rarely. Rarely does that work out well. And it's just not worth the hassle for me either. Because the other thing is, if it doesn't go well, if, you know, if we have sex a couple of times and it's a train wreck or you know worse yet we get in some sort of an argument with each other about something and then he still has to come in and see me at work it's just such a, it's a bad look well, all the also, way around let's not forget not everyone that you, no one actually that you work with certainly knows our lifestyle or really what we're all about at this point and if you started to see someone from work and that room that word got out it would be the rumor mill obviously it's oh you know Ren is having a you know an affair and she's doing this and sleeping with customers and it turns into this entire shit show yeah you know especially in a town the size of ours it's i mean it would be all anyone was talking about yeah you know because unfortunately like myself you have a job you were high profile like everyone knew who you were yeah because of the industry you were in you were the only game in town yeah so it was not going to take long for that word to get out Yeah. And I had a lot of clients, a lot of clients, and it became a very personal relationship because of what I used to do for work as well. Like these people would come in two or three times a week sometimes and like a lot of communication. Like I said, I was texting them pictures of things and, you know, so it's it's one of those things where... Yeah, I can't just, you know, hook up and then pretend like it didn't happen type of a thing. Yeah, not possible. 
So anyway, after that time that he texted me and I basically put the brakes on it and shot him down, it got kind of awkward for a little bit. Like he was still coming in pretty regularly, but it definitely was not the same flirtatious energy. Well, sure, because he still doesn't know the story, right? You're wearing a ring. He knows you, I guess he assumes or knows you're married, sees you on this site. You have a little bit of a conversation about it. I mean, what is he supposed to say? Like, where does that even go? Yeah, I'm sure that's kind of awkward for him. For sure. I mean, he's assuming, of course, that he's talking to a married woman. Then all of a sudden, he sees her on a dating site, reaches out to her only to find out it's like, well, you know what, we we know each other, so I don't necessarily want to do that. And he's still confused because he's like, well, what about the married portion? Well, wouldn't you assume that I'm non-monogamous seeing that though? Because my face is all over it. A lot of times, like, for example, when we were on Tinder, all of the married guys would be like, you'd see their chest, but no face, or they'd show a picture of the mountains or whatever. They're not the guys who are putting five face pictures up there. No, I think you're giving way too much credit to people. I don't think they really think of that first. That's not the go-to. You and I do, but I I don't think most people in the let's say monogamous world, not so much ethical non-monogamy. I think that, I don't think that that's where their head goes. Not, not exactly. Okay. He's just excited to see you. I guess. That's all it was, <laughs> you know. So anyway, that was kind of the dynamic for a while. I have obviously left that job. And so he is no longer my client. And he and I matched somewhere else on a newer app that I've been using. Which gives you some idea of just how small a town we're in. But you see the same people on every single one every of them. Every one. Every single one. Yep. Same pictures most of the time. Yeah, typically. Yeah. So we matched again. This time I was like, I'm going to match with him too. Like, let's see where this well, goes. Well, you're just fucking with him, right? Not really. I wasn't fucking with him. Part of me was like, he's always been such a fun, like easygoing guy. Why wouldn't I kind of give the chance to see where it goes? Sure. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely a part of me that's like, oh, he's going to be so fucking confused. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) So we matched with each other and he reaches out and he was like, so does this mean I'm not getting the the icing out anymore? Do I have a a shot here? And I will also say this was very recently. So there was part of me that was like, I don't, and I spoke with you about this. I was like, I don't want to go into this, not telling him that we're leaving or having him think that it's something more than what it is, because I got the sense just from the way that he talked to me and treated me in person. Person, as well as the communication we had digitally, that he was really looking for someone to like date. Right. He did recognize on my profile that I was non-monogamous because I very clearly stated it in my bio on this particular app. So he knew that there was someone else out there. And he even remarked on that and was like, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I'm not really familiar with this world, but I'd love to learn more about it. That doesn't bother me at all. So I got the sense that he was wanting to like date me. Well, at least he acknowledged the fact that he wasn't a, a familiar with the world of ethical non-monogamy, but certainly wasn't turned off by the idea. Yeah, he was very respectful of it, which I really liked. So anyway, I tell him after speaking with you, hey, I can't like date you. This isn't a dating thing because I'm getting ready to leave. But if you'd like to hang out a couple of times and see where it goes, in other words, let's fucking bang if it works out, (laughs) then let's do that. And he was like, absolutely. Let's let's plan on it. So we communicated for probably about a week and a half to two weeks leading up to this just because schedules were crazy and everything. And he was so sweet, such a nice guy, such a gentleman, you know, constantly telling me how beautiful I was, which of course everyone knows is my fucking kryptonite. So I'm just feeling this guy and I'm all excited to hang out with him. And then day of, we plan on having drinks. 
Right. And potentially going to his place afterwards. Yeah. Okay? Things, things worked out. Everything was aligned. You were, you, he lived close enough to where you were going that it would be his place you know, that you went to instead of ours. Yes. Which was also different because granted you had his address and I also know this guy. So it's a little bit different. It's not a complete stranger. Right. But how did that feel for you? Like knowing that this was, I was going to someone's house. You didn't know exactly where he lived. You had an address, but you didn't know exactly where he lived. You've never met him. Right. Well, I knew as soon as you, as soon as I had the address, I had that information. I knew where that was. I know that area, obviously. I work in that area. So I was familiar with it. I also knew that you knew how to reach him if we needed to through your old job. So there was no, I wasn't concerned about that at all. I really wasn't concerned. There was no concern for me. I was excited for you kind of because of how this thing played out, right? Because this was a situation different from any other. You knew this guy, let's just call it platonically, from work as a customer. There was some flirtation that went on. Clearly, there was some type of connection. You, I guess, connect on a platform, a dating platform. That doesn't necessarily go well because you're still working. Although, I'm sure every time he came in, there was this like underlying tension. For you know, sure. <laughs> which I'm sure like was kind of like eating at him. For, you know, however he felt about it must have been like, oh, I don't know if I should say anything or you know whatever. And then, of course, you're no longer working there. You have an opportunity. You swipe on him. And his mind must have been blown. Like, okay, what is she doing? Like, like what is this about? <laughs> is she fucking with me? Now, he, of course, knows you're not there anymore because he's still a regular customer. So that was probably like playing in with his mind a little bit, thinking, oh, she must have really kind of liked me, but genuinely didn't want to get involved because of the job. Because a lot of times somebody will say that and but because they're not really interested. They use that as an excuse. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like the whole, like, oh, I have a boyfriend when you totally don't have a boyfriend. Right. Or people that wear rings but aren't married. I think that's a little strange. But Yeah. Well, he, so he must have been. Or aren't in a committed relationship, I should say. Yeah. So it must have been really kind of a boost for him to go, oh, wow, she maybe really likes me. She was dead serious about the job thing, you know, and the, and the professionalism thing. So that I'm sure that was kind of cool for him. But you going out, because it really was a date, right? If you go out and you meet somebody for drinks with potentially the intention of playing afterwards, it's a date. Yeah. You know, and you were gone for quite a while. You met him someplace not too far from where we lived and kind of in between where we live and he lives. So yeah, you were out on a date as far as I was concerned. And that's always exciting for me. And then, of course, when you texted me to say, hey, this is going really well, I'm going back to his place. I'll text you when I get there. Well, don't spoil it. I got to talk about the date. Yeah, but that's that's the part that really gets my juices flowing because I know it went well. And then there's a potentiality for you to have a really good time, which is obviously bringing you're bringing that back to me yeah so we go out and have a drink at this really cool place in our town he doesn't drink which i thought was interesting he's sober um so i kind of felt bad because i don't know we went to a bar (laughs) yeah it could be awkward but he's i'm sure he's listen he's not a kid he understands and he i'm sure he's become quite comfortable with that situation yeah i should also explain what this guy is like okay because i think this will i don't know if it feeds into it or not but i think it'll paint the story a little bit better this guy is like a tall tatted dude he is tatted head to toe. He has neck tattoos. He has full sleeves. He is so tatted. He has gauges in his ears. Um, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that he was that type of guy. He is a tough looking dude. I got a very different image of this guy when you were <laughs> explaining it, explaining to me the date. I wasn't getting that at all. No, yeah. He's like a, he looks like a straight out of a biker magazine. That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. So 
I think, I mean, not that there's a, I, I hope there's not still a stereotype that like a super tatted dude can't be this total gentleman because they can, obviously. And this guy was, he is so sweet. He was opening doors the whole time. He pulled my chair out for me when I got to the table and just so cool the entire time. He's complimenting me as we're sitting there together. We're talking about how much he used to flirt with me and how confused he was about the whole situation. We talked a little bit about our relationship and he's like, that's so cool. I, you know, I'm not sure that I've ever thought about being in a relationship like that. I kind of just always assumed monogamy was what you did. And I'm like, yeah, a lot you, of people do. <laughs> you and pretty much everyone else out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you and at least 97% of the population. Probably. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And I really did click with him. It was like this reminder because I haven't seen him in a couple of months. And it was a reminder that like, back before the awkwardness, we really did have this kind of cool chemistry together. And it was really fun to have that again in person. And he's just, he's cool. And he's hot. I mean, I was very physically into him. The tats get me every time. I had no idea. I didn't, of course, we didn't, we purposely don't talk a lot about your interactions or our interactions till we till we get to this point. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about that. For some reason, the way you described him to me, I was visualizing a very kind of sort of buttoned up Dude. Oh, not at all. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Not at all. So anyway, because we're clicking so well, I keep hoping that he's going to say, hey, do you want to come back to my place? And he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> so we're sitting there for a long time. My drink is empty. He got a, an iced tea, which is empty. And we're just kind of sitting there. And I'm like, okay, this isn't going to go anywhere. Because I, I wasn't 100% sure that he was interested in doing anything that night. I thought maybe, you know, we'll get together again another time and maybe it'll happen then i got up and used the restroom and when i was in the restroom this is so corny but i was like looking in the mirror and i was like no you're gonna fucking make this happen because (laughs) you're horny and he's cool and he has an amazing body and we're gonna fucking make this happen (laughs) yeah literally talk yourself into this i did pumping yourself up yeah i did i got the confidence though i was like i walked out with a little bit more swagger in my step and i was like i'm gonna take control of this situation because he's not and i realized i wouldn't have expected him to be as laid back as he was because he comes across as this kind of larger than life personality and very funny and you would expect that he would have the confidence to kind of take charge and i realized that that wasn't his personality while we were sitting there well this kind of is a theme though throughout it sure is it sure is (laughs) so i come back to the table and i'm like so what are we doing here are we is this are we wrapping this up or am i coming back to your place so forward at that point because i'm like i don't have anything to fucking lose like let's just let's just see what happens and he gets this huge smile on his face and he's like i'd love for you to come back to my place so we do i text you and i say that i'm going back to his place with him what were you thinking at that point well like i said as soon as i you know you text me and said hey this has gone really well we're gonna go back to his place once again i don't automatically assume that there's gonna be any kind of play it could easily have been that you went back to his place, had another drink, and then left. But I'm always excited at the prospect of you going from like the initial date phase to what could easily turn into play, because then of course my wheels are turning. And at the same time, I have a very different picture of what this guy is. I had no idea that he was that that type of guy. That he was that kind of edgy. I assumed straight laced based on the <laughs> conversations that you and I had and how you explained this situation. Yeah. Right? Which of course shame on me. I shouldn't have done that. But I was just in my head just wasn't in that that place. I probably would have been much more turned on at the prospect of th- having that kind of image of this guy. Yeah. Right? But again, same I probably shouldn't have, but I would have thought 
given that description, he would have been the aggressor. Oh, yeah. Well, not the case. No, and you can stereotype people nope. based on what they look like. Nope. I've sure learned can. that so much in the place I used to work. I'm not going to say what industry it is, but it's an industry where you never really, ha- you know, you have zero idea who a person is based on what they look like. And and conversely, my industry, you know immediately who people are. It's so painfully obvious. Yeah. Essentially, they're all the same person, just variations of the same person and yeah. not always good ones. That just jumps out at you. Yeah, so your, your your world was a little bit different. Very different, especially in our area, because what you also have here is a lot of people who look like this guy, but own multi-million dollar businesses. Yeah, it's yeah, you can never judge a book by its cover, particularly in a place like this, a, you know, a small rural rural mountain community. You get a it's a it's a dichotomy to say the least. I mean, you get a lot of personalities here, and just a lot different walks of life. And a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you just, yeah, you never know. You cannot be so judgmental of what somebody may or may not do based on their appearance. It's It'll throw you off. For sure. I, I get caught all the time. I mean, we, we catch ourselves all the time. For sure. Yeah. So, we just did it with this guy. <laughs> yeah, I totally did. Yeah. So, anyway, we go to his place, walk in the door. He has just moved into this place. He actually just bought the building. It's like a, it's like a three-apartment building. And he just got there. He has zero furniture like us, except for two chairs and a little bistro table in his in his kitchen area, and then his bedroom furniture. And that's it. Wow. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Are we going to sit in the kitchen? Are we going to like go sit on the bed? Like there's no living room. What the fuck are we going to do? Right. And you can tell he's just kind of looking at me like, what are we, what are we doing here? Because the, the kitchen would have been awkward. So is this the first interaction he's had with someone since he's been in this building, I guess is a question. Did you ask him that? <laughs> yeah. So we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Yes. A hundred percent. So we're kind of just standing in the kitchen and he's like, so like, do you want to hang out? So finally, actually, what I said was, do you have any music? Because it was so fucking quiet in this little apartment. Right. And he's like, yeah, but it's in the bedroom. <laughs> I was like, okay, then let's just go hang out in there. I don't know why it has to be weird. We can just go hang right. out in the fucking bedroom. Right. So we go into the bedroom and we both hop on. He has this giant king size bed. And we hop on and we start talking about music and it's flowing super well. I'm sharing my love of the Beatles with him. And he's never really been a Beatles guy. He's more into like the hard shit. And so he's trying to like get me into some of his music and I'm getting him into some of my music and we're just clicking and it's, it's, everything's going really, really well. Yeah. Well, you guys were together a while. I mean, I think it was at least an hour that you were at the place that you met for a drink. And then when you texted me and said you were on your way to his place or that you had gotten there, I mean, this whole date, whole time you were gone was every bit of three hours. Yeah. Yeah. So we were laying in the bed for a while and he's not making any moves on me whatsoever. So finally I lean in and I'm like, can I kiss you? (laughs) So are you surprised by that? Again, I don't want to keep going back to judging by image or any of that type of thing, but were you expecting him to be a a little bit more kind of aggressive in terms of, Hey, we're we're now in your apartment. We're now on his bed. We're now listening to music. You, I mean, I'm assuming you fully expected him to make the first move at this point. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, because I think that I made it super obvious that I was green lighting him, right? Here's a giant green light. I want to go hang out in your bedroom, lay in the fucking bed. I'm also in this low cut top, super low cut yeah, top. tits were out. My tits are hanging out. I mean, I could not have been any more clear to like make a fucking move. Well, you made the initial move like, hey, what are we doing here? Are we going back to your place or just sitting here looking at empty glasses? So yeah. it's pretty, you know, like... <laughs> 
It's pretty aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it was overly aggressive. No, but I'm sure, clearly, as the story will let on, he's not accustomed to that. No, no, he's not. So, <laughs> so anyway, we're laying in the bed. I finally asked, can I kiss you? And at first he looked kind of surprised. So I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't, maybe he doesn't want to do this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And I said, what's the look for? And he's like, I'm just surprised. And I was like, honestly, I'm surprised too. I don't usually get this kind of confidence. He's like, well, I like it. And so then we just started kissing. He's a great kisser. Our hands are kind of all over each other. We stop kissing for a little bit. And he's like, I haven't done this in a while. And I was like, okay, that's fine. No worries. <laughs> That should have been kind of a, a prelude to what happened. Uh, i just throw that out there. Well, but let's be fair. He said, I haven't done this in a while. A while could mean a lot of things. It's a very relative term. It's very a while, vague. A while in my book, in my life, is like seven days. Like a week is like a while. Right. But what he was alluding to was he had not been... Don't tell. You okay, gotta wait. Okay. You gotta wait. That's the end. That's the kicker at okay, the end. Okay. Okay. Yes. It's a very relative term. I assume when... If someone says a while, my mind, a single person goes to like a month or a couple of months, right? Yeah. That's what I would... When you first said that to me, I would have said, of course, given everything that's going on in the world, I would have thought, yeah. This guy's probably been, yeah, it's probably been a couple of months before since he's even been out or done anything and, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. So then we are making out in the bed and we're making out for a long period of time. I mean, and not that I don't like it, but at the same time, I once again realize if we're going to progress this to the next step, I have to be the one to make the move because he's not going to fucking do it. He's really just riding this wave with me. And yeah, I was very surprised by that. Not because of the way he looks, more so because of his personality. Well, also, this is how old, did you, again, this is guys he's, in his 40s. He's 45. Right. So he's not a kid. He gets it, obviously, right? Should obviously have a higher sexual IQ and, and more experience. So throughout this this whole makeout session, you're touching each other. No clothes are coming off. No, no kind of really heavy fondling of any kind. I mean, he like kind of fondled my tits a couple of times, but that was the majority of it. And it was over my shirt. I mean, sure. it was very high school shit. It was very... Right. Maybe in, your, in the backseat of a car. Yeah, in your parents' basement watching a movie type of shit. That that was what it felt like. Right. And that's why I was like, we have to go to the next level or we should cut this off and I should go home. Yeah, we got to step on the gas. Because I'm not yeah. going to make out with you for two hours. That's just not... And I don't have that in my repertoire. Right. <laughs> so I finally asked him where this was going and he made some kind of weird comment. Not weird, but just uncomfortable comment about well i don't really know and i was like well do you want to have sex with me <laughs> and he was like well yeah of course i do and i was like okay then you should get off the bed and get undressed and find a condom and he was like okay <laughs> wow so once again clearly this was not the norm for him he was not expecting that response he was certainly i i, I get the the feeling the more i'm listening to this story and, and based on what you told me previously he was a super gentleman and was really concerned at all stages of this about moving too quickly. Even though you were the one pushing the pace, he still at least wanted to present as a gentleman. Yeah, but I don't think that there's... I, I don't like the idea that you can't both be a gentleman and be a sexual being. No, you I don't can think that's be the case. both, and I think that guys often assume with women that like they shouldn't be too forward in those moments. And there's a way to be forward without being a creeper. Yeah, I think for me, it would have been something like, "Hey, I don't want to be presumptuous." 
but I'd really like to see you naked. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, something silly like that. Or, right. like, are we just going to make out all night? Or should we, uh, you know, move this to the next level? I mean, there's so many different ways that you could do it that don't come across as, like... A, Uber creepy. Yeah, as, like, you're going to chop me up and put me in your basement, right? right? So, but I commanded him. And I was... I wasn't being, I don't want to say forceful, but very commanding. I was really taking the lead. I was taking on kind of the dominant energy. And we've talked about this before. The reason that I like dominant men is because if you give me an inch, I will take a fucking mile. Right. I will dominate the entire situation. I will make, you know, what I want to happen, happen. That's just the the bottom line. And because of that, I'm very drawn to people who can kind of keep my energy at bay. Well, yeah, because again, conversely, if someone is aggressive and dominant, you will go along for the ride 100%. Yeah. Well, so did you feel like you could speak to him that way and kind of behave the way you were behaving, which is out of character for you for the most part, because you had like a history with him, like you knew him, you were more comfortable with him? Yeah, I think that was part of it. I also think part of it was that I knew he was attracted to me because he'd been flirting with me for two years. Well, that's my point. Like you already had some, there was some groundwork because what you're explaining to me You've never done. I've never, you've never been that way. So this is obviously a unique situation. Yeah. I mean, I have, I've been that way when I get comfortable with someone after I've been with them a few times. But not day one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But this wasn't really day one. This was two years into a a platonic relationship. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... So anyway, he is rummaging around his, like, rummaging. Okay, so let me stop you there. See, so for me, when you started telling me this, I'm like, okay. Because you didn't tell me exactly where, how it ended. You told me the story for the most part. So right out of the gate, I already have, like, bells are going off in my head, right? (laughs) Because here's a guy who is seemingly very worldly, and he's, you know, he's experienced. He's going out on a first date with a gal that he's been communicating with. You know, all the pieces are there. There's the potential for you to end up back at his place. Why was he not staged already? Once again, I'm a freak when it comes to being analytical and prepared. So I have condom wrappers already open on the nightstand. That's just what what I do. Because I don't want to have to fumble and fuck around trying to find the appropriate equipment for a date. So right out of the gate, I'm like, oh, this is going to not be, this isn't going to be awesome. Yeah. I don't think he was expecting it to get to this point. I really don't think he was. Well, is that because of the two year period of time that you guys were just flirting from across the room? He didn't, like, maybe he just didn't, he clearly wasn't ready. Or maybe he's not used to fucking someone the first time that they hang out. <laughs> well, but he didn't intimate that to you. No. So that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, he's like going through his closet. I was like, well, I have condoms down in my purse, but it's like all the way down the stairs and by the door. He's like, no, 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 I've got it. I've got it. And he's throwing shit around the room. trying. You can tell he's like, I want to fuck and I need to find these fucking condoms. Yeah, he's manic and he just moved in and he's got shit in his sock drawer. Yeah. Condoms all over the... Yeah, it's crazy. He's like emptying a whole drawer to find condoms. So he finally does. He brings a couple over and he strips down. He's completely naked. And I kind of undid... My top had a tie to it. So I undid right. the tie to my top and so my tits were kind of hanging out and then I kind of took my bra down and I started just kind of very lightly playing with his balls and his cock and he immediately starts moning. I'm barely touching him. Well, so you have have instructed him to get completely naked and retrieve condoms. You're on the bed. You're still dressed? Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, so then, then this is another thing that shows my confidence level because I'm like, I'm going to go to fucking town and I'm going to make this good. I get naked, completely naked. Take off my top. characteristic of you. Take off my top, take off my bra, take off my jeans. The only thing I had left on was this tiny 
tiny little thong, right? right? And I'm now laying on my stomach. He is standing by the edge of the bed and the bed is tall enough that I'm right at cock level. Right. So I just start sucking his cock and I'm running my fingers up and down his legs. I am doing all of the oral tricks. And at first it, it, things seem to be going really well. He's putting his hands kind of in through my hair and like rubbing on the back of my neck. And I was like, oh, that's kind of sensual. And, you know, then I start going deeper onto his cock and he is making these very kind of guttural noises and reaches down and is kind of rubbing on my shoulders. I mean, everything's going great. But as I'm saying this entire thing, please know this is literally two minutes of time. Right. Yeah. Okay? The time Yeah, the time frame is, is important here. It's two fucking minutes of time. I'm going to town. All of a sudden, no warning whatsoever. He's like, I'm going to come. And I'm like, okay, so I pull away and he comes and he comes so much. Came a little bit on my tits, all over the bed, all over himself. I mean, this guy fucking exploded with cum, okay? And I'm kind of stunned. I'm just, I was so not expecting it. I pulled my head back and I'm just looking up at him. And he's, I swear to God, he came for almost as long as I was sucking his cock. How funny. And part of me was like, that's awesome because I made him come really quickly and he's obviously loving it. And then another part of me was like, well, what the fuck happens now? Well, yeah, again, it's like you weren't prepared. You weren't prepared with the condoms. You weren't prepared with, a, I guess, any kind of verbiage as to how you were going to get back. He was going to get back to his place with you if that was on the menu. It's just there was a lot of missteps on his part, which I found interesting based on the conversation you and I had. Yeah, yeah. So he then offers to go down on me. He's like, that was amazing. I would love to, to lick you. I was so not feeling it at that point. Okay, so this is my interpretation of this. Okay. Of course, knowing you. Here's what in my mind has happened, right? Okay. You met this guy. You were obviously attracted to for a while, right? right? There was chemistry. You had the opportunity to sit down with him, have a drink, get to know him a little bit, have the conversation about the piece of ethical non-monogamy and, and then of course why you weren't more you know interested in at the time you were working and all that kind of stuff you make move number one to get back to his place yep then move number two basically to get to the bedroom and on the bed then move number three to get him naked get a condom let's get the party started yep move number four you jam his cock in your mouth <laughs> Start deep throating it. Yeah, yeah, you're just going to you know to you know porn town, and so then after two minutes, because now it's all built up in your mind, right? You've got the confidence now because you've gone through steps one, two, three, four. You're all you're you're the boss. You're I'm all the naked, way. which yeah. I never fucking just do. completely stripped down. You had no lingerie, no nothing. You're just you know bare ass naked, ready to go to work, and then he just comes in two minutes, and then I'm sure at that point you must have been like, well. Fuck, this was all for nothing. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was. And it, I think kind of what it was, too, was it was the buildup of two years, right? Two years of flirting. Yes, the anticipation. It's all of this time to get to two minutes of cocksucking. Well, also, especially now that I get the, I have a much better picture now. Because now I know you were really attracted to this guy. Yeah. I wasn't getting that because you didn't describe him to me. Oh, yeah. So I had no idea. I was literally thinking of a guy... Who, uh, the typical guy that would come into your business and would be a patron and use those services. But because of his age and the way you expl- described him to me, I saw much more of a kind of a buttoned up sort of dude. I did not see the tatted biker looking guy, you know, with the gauges in his ears and all that shit. 
I had no idea. Yeah. Had I known that, I would have known that you were far more attracted to him, which is why this is kind of more of a bummer to me. To it was a bummer. And I think that's what it was, too, is like, I wasn't not attracted to him after he came in two minutes. Okay, I get that shit happens, but I don't know. I just... I. It took me completely out of this mindset because leading up to that, I was so confident. I was so raring to go. I was like, fuck yes, let's do this. And then this happens and I'm just like, wah, wah, wah. Well, but okay. But at the end, well, the culmination of him coming inside of two minutes all over the place, wasn't there a part of you that was like, yeah, I totally made all of this happen? Yeah, for right? sure. Like, this, I t- like if, if anything happened here at all, I'm the one that made it happen. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, I mean, that's pretty empowering, right? I mean, it was. And I will say kind of the endearing part of it is, you know, I, I tell him, no, I'm, I'm okay. I don't need you to like me. I'm good for right now. Which again, very uncharacteristic <laughs> of you because if anyone's listening and you offer to lick uh, Brenna's vagina, it's usually a very enthusiastic yes. <laughs> so the idea that, he, that you weren't interested is like really, to me, was even surprising when you said to me that you didn't let him do it yeah yeah so we're laying in the bed together afterwards and he's kind of petting me and you can tell he's like kind of trying to get me back in the, back in the mood here and it just wasn't happening and then he he says he tells me kind of the kicker of the evening is that this is the first sexual experience he's had since pre-covid right and that again it's like it's the condom thing not being not having the verbi- verbiage to get you back to his place not knowing how to have that conversation, obviously you had to do that. Not being prepared and having condoms readily available. I'm not saying you needed to have a pile of them on the nightstand, but certainly one where you knew you could reach for it. All of those things. And then to get to the point where it's like, yeah, you're the first person in a year that I've been physical with. Like you were way underprepared. Yeah, yeah. I really do think that's what it was. I I don't fault him at all for not having sexual partners during this time. He has a job where he could not afford to get COVID and he right. was taking very good care of himself and all of that is great. But I think even all of that said, you have to be prepared in these situations. You have to understand that if a woman is coming over to your house and you haven't had sex in a year, you fucking jerk it right before you meet her. Yeah, <laughs> or in the morning, something, anything. Something, I I mean, you just prepare yourself. Yeah. And it's interesting because this is not the first time this has happened to me. One of my very first experiences with a guy that we called Jay on the show, right. we referred to him as the two-minute man. Yes. This exact same scenario happened with Jay. Yep. And he also said that I was his first sexual partner in like six months oh, or no. something no, like no, that. No, no, no. It was a year because he, he went through a divorce. It was every bit of a year, I think he said. Wow. Something like that. But yeah, same situation. Like, come on, guys, you got to know, you know your body, you know physiology, you know how this is going to work. You got to know that if you're not preparing yourself for the inevitable, you're going to be, it's going to be disappointing. You're going to not have a good time. No one's going to have a really good time. I will also say this. We had, after the situation with the poly guy, if you guys remember, I went out with this solo poly guy a few times and he the first time I was with him he came in my mouth and we did not have sex that evening he didn't offer to provide me with any oral then the second time we were together I sucked his cock he fucked me and came in like two or three minutes never I never had any sort of an orgasm and after that episode I had a listener reach out and recommend this book called She Comes First I read it it's fucking amazing thank you to the, the person that recommended it but the whole concept of it is 
is women's physiology is so much more complex than men's. Yes. And if you're in these situations, especially with a new partner, you should want to provide that pleasure for the female half first. I think that that's just a good rule of thumb, especially when you haven't been with anyone in a year. What's the first thing I attempt to do every time we're with new people or I'm with a new partner? Like pussy. 100%. Every single fucking time. 100%. Yep. 100%. And why do you do that? Because inevitably, shit happens. Yeah. And if you are in a situation, anything can happen, right? You could be in the middle of some sort of sexual engagement. And all of a sudden, for whatever reason, the play has to stop. Yep. At least the, the person I'm with has been to some degree satiated has had an orgasm even if i haven't that'll be the last thing they remember so yeah. potentially if there's room for play down the road it's like okay he's a thoughtful person and yeah we can build of off of that right right and then when there when it is play time much like what we're going to talk about next week fucking insanely hot <laughs> you not only do i want to provide that pleasure because i want my partner to be pleasured which turns me on it just intensifies the play. In my experience with a woman particularly, if you can really turn that person on and she's you know, firing on all cylinders, your personal experience is going to be amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And that's, I mean, that's just my, that's my take on it. I want to start the process with you being pleased, which is just going to overflow onto me. Right. You know? I did, exactly. Just the way it works. Yep. And I, it, I think it's, the, it's a smart play. It really is. It's the it's a really good method, in my opinion, to ensure that everybody has a good time. And I think both of us could have made that happen in this situation. I mean, I was taking charge, and I very easily could have said, "Hey, you should go down on me," 100%. or "Do you want to go down on me?" It's a, I actually was surprised when because you were taking charge, you didn't say that because of the mind, the, the headspace you were in. I would have thought it was the first thing you would have done. Yeah, well, which would have been interesting. It would have changed everything. <laughs> it would have changed everything. I mean, lesson learned on my part. I think. I learned that lesson back with single or the solo poly guy and I didn't implement it once again my needs are important and I can't push them by the wayside just to satiate someone else and I'm not going to fucking do that anymore now in all fairness he did offer which was much more than most so that's nice and he did I guess he silently at that point acknowledged not the best showing. So let me try to recover from this. Yeah. You know, I will say I left his house like a fucking person on fire. Like we sat for like two minutes and then I was like, I'm going to get dressed. I put my shirt on inside out. Yeah, you did. You came home, your shirt was inside out, which I thought was, oh, wow, this must have been really fucking hot. You got dressed in the dark. (laughs) I was pulling my boots on as I was going down the stairs because I was just so, I was over the sexual part of it at that point. Not him. He is, he's a very nice person, total gentleman, very attractive, all of those things. But I was just not feeling the situation anymore. And I wanted to get the fuck out of there. So I did. And I came home and I told you about the story. And since then, he and I have communicated. He acknowledged that he was ill-prepared for the situation and that he wished things had gone a little bit differently. Did he ever say at any point that he was, while he, of course, was not prepared and he, he did apologize, did he ever say like, he was surprised that that's how it went. Like he was just shocked at the idea that he had the opportunity to be with you physically. That's exactly what he said. Actually, he said that he was that 
it was almost too much of a buildup for him because we had been flirting for two years and then digitally we'd been flirting really hard for a couple of weeks and then we go have this meal. I'm in this low cut top. He's like staring at my tits the whole time, just wants to get his hands on me. He's like, it was too much buildup for me. Right. And I just couldn't fucking handle it. Well, and given the fact that he had not been with anyone in like a year, that probably didn't help the situation. Well, he also said that besides my work and his job and the grocery store, this was like the first time that he'd gone out to like a bar or a restaurant in a year as wow. well. So wow. Wow. it was just a lot of firsts and I'm empathetic of all of that, but it doesn't change the fact that it was not an amazing experience for me. Well, so you've been communicating with him and you and I have talked about you potentially maybe if the opportunity presented itself, seeing him again before we left, we just don't have that much time. Have you given any more consideration to that? We don't have the time. No. There's just no way. I would, if we were staying for another couple of weeks, I would make it happen. I would see where it went. If, if for no other reason than because he acknowledged it and felt bad about it. Well, there's a two, I mean, I don't want to say a two year history, but you have known the guy for a while and you liked him. So I thought that was kind of, I thought it was interesting. I thought I really was optimistic that this would be a good experience for you based on the fact that we genuinely like to know the people we play with. And this was no different. Of course, you didn't know him in that, under those conditions, but you didn't know who he was. Right. And you, you know, built some kind of rapport with him. So I was really hopeful that it would be a, a very solid connection. And actually originally disappointed that it was only happening now that we're getting ready to leave. And I thought this may have been an opportunity for you to have a, a you know, a regular kind of play partner or date this guy potentially. Yeah, maybe. I, I get the feeling after speaking with him and the interaction, he's a bit, uh, vanilla is not the right word. I hate using that word over and over again. But I think, yeah, maybe a little bit lacking in some of the interests that I have. It, this is not a, a long-term play partner thing, in my opinion. Right. Um, but I would give him a second chance and hang out with him again if we had the time. It's just one of those things where, you know, hopefully this was a learning opportunity for him as he gets back out there and starts exploring again and dating and, and fucking. Like, hopefully he understands that this kind of shit can't happen all the time or you're not going to get very many second chances. I cannot imagine a guy like this is going to make this mistake twice. Probably not. I would be very surprised if this, if this ever caught him off guard again. I would venture to say he's already putting systems in place to make sure this doesn't happen again. Very likely. You yes. Know? So it was still a fun experience. I still had a fun night. It was not a complete bust, but you know, I didn't get fucked. I didn't orgasm. This is the first time in a long time that I have not orgasmed in a play session. Well, other than Jay, way back when, and then the solo poly guy, because that was the same situation. You And you really gave that a lot of opportunity. Yeah, and, I did. And it didn't happen. So, you know, it, obviously shit happens. It's unfortunate. But lesson learned on your part as well. Our part. Everyone's part. Yep. yep. All the way around. Still got to hang out with a hot tatted dude all night and make out with him. So, so. interesting. That you, <laughs> I didn't have that image in my head of him. I find that interesting. I find it very interesting. I think it has a lot to do with the way that you view people and, and you know yeah. what I mean? Like the stereotypes of people. You expect a hot tatted dude to be the type that's going to like walk in and like grab you by the back of your hair and make out with you and fuck you like crazy. Well, even with me, like, you know, we have, we have been talking about this since you're now my new boss and I no longer <laughs> have to deal with any kind of parameters based on appearance, let's say. I'm going to get some more uh, work done, some more ink done in places that will be far more visible. I've never been, like if I wear a suit, you don't know that I have any tattoos. And that throws people off a lot of times. They uh, People assume things about you. Uh, so that's, I guess, why maybe that kind of struck me as odd. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So that was the story this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. What I've really been enjoying is talking to our Patreon members in our chat group, which is now at almost 120 people from across the world. We have people on all sorts of different continents and a lot of people here in the US. We have people that are meeting up later in the year, having some fun with each other after they've met in our group, which is very cool. So it's not just a place to, you know, chat digitally. A lot of these people are making real life connections with each other. Yeah, making real efforts to meet each other. It's, it's really very cool. And we're obviously going to do the same wherever permissible. We're going to we're going to meet some folks. Absolutely. That is just one of the bonuses we offer as a thank you for sponsoring the show. Now that we are doing this full time, our Patreon members are so instrumental in us being able to do this. So uh, we appreciate them on so many different levels. Our newest Patreon members this week are Stubborn Sherry, Bob, and Fat Beezy. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board with us. We look forward to getting to know you much better and we hope that you love all of the bonuses we offer. If you want to join our Patreon community and sponsor the show, you can do so for as little as $2 per month at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash front porch swingers. We also offer lots of naughty stuff on our OnlyFans. I have had so much fun doing some shoots this week. I, uh, I put my, my sequin slip on and did a very naughty shoot that I loved sharing with our OnlyFans folks. And we just do a lot of fun shit there. It's a nice escape if you're uh, if you're feeling stressed and want to just come, you know, see my tits or ass or Brian, <laughs> you can do so at OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. We hope to see you there. Yeah, we got some pictures we're taking today and I'm doing a special video for somebody. You're today. doing some custom content that's going to be very sexy. Yes. Yeah. So we also have a YouTube channel, guys. And as we get on the road, we're going to be vlogging our adventures there. We've had a lot of you reaching out and asking how you can stay in touch with everything we're doing on the road. Obviously, we'll talk about a lot of that on the show and a lot of it in our Patreon community, but we're also going to be vlogging on our YouTube channel. So we hope that you'll subscribe there. The channel is just called Front Porch Swingers, and I'll have the link in the show notes for you. Uh, So we hope that you'll keep in touch with us when we're on the road and see all the fun we're having there. We also can be found on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FP Swingers too. Keep in mind, you can always shoot us a message at mail, M-A-I-L at frontporchswingers.com. And next week, guys, we have, I think, the story of all stories. Holy shit. Yeah, let me just say this. A few weeks back, a couple weeks back, we talked about an uh, experience that we had with some friends that I, I defined as probably the hottest experience we've had to date, as particularly when we as playing together, this one superseded that. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I cannot say enough, and I'm not going to say anymore. You're just going to have to wait. It's fucking insane. Yeah, we're so excited to tell you guys about it. So make sure that you're tuning in next week for all of those saucy details. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Are you looking for your next non-monogamous adventure or to learn more about the non-monogamous lifestyle? Head on over to altplayground.net today. Our recommendation for the best place to meet like-minded people. With their many modern features like the podcast corner, video corner, and communities from your favorite lifestyle groups, it's the perfect way to immerse yourself in all things lifestyle. Plus, of course, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of lifestylers across the country and Canada for you to connect with. So head on over to altplayground.net today, check it out for yourself, and we hope you love it as much as we do.